0: Clinical Impressions is a podcast about transformative moments in medicine. In this episode, Dr. Alan Glass, an associate professor and assistant dean for admissions at Washington University School of Medicine, remembers a split second decision he made as a medical student that haunted him for over a decade.
1: I was a fourth year medical student. It was the equivalent of a sub-internship. And my sub-I was uh, in pediatric oncology,
0: It was a quiet night, he says, maybe a weekend. There were almost no staff on the ward, just a few nurses and him, a fourth-year medical student.
1: That time, 40 years ago, there was a lot less direct supervision um, of students, and you actually were given a lot more responsibility that was unsupervised early on.
0: This could never happen today, but at the time, medical students had to make decisions that could have serious consequences sometimes without any guidance at all.
1: There was a patient who was in her teens, her early teens, who had been admitted for induction of chemotherapy for a very curable form of lymphoma. And the patient, um, as a result of the chemo, was having issues with vomiting. So I remember I was standing at the nurse's station doing some charting. A nurse came up to me, um, and he asked me if it was okay if he gave the patient IV fenergin for the vomiting.
0: Fenergin is an antiemetic, a drug that controls vomiting. Dr. Glass says he knew the drug, but pediatricians don't usually administer drugs intravenously. He'd given Phenergan rectally, sometimes orally, but he'd never given it IV before. He didn't know what the side effects might be.
1: I remember I looked at him kind of questioning, but I figured, well, you know, he's a chemo nurse. He's done this for a long time. Um, He obviously knows what he's doing. And I said, yeah, go ahead and give the Phenergan.
0: He gave the order and continued with his charting at the nurse's station.
1: And then the next thing I remember fairly soon afterward, they were calling a code on the pediatric chemo floor And it was actually that patient that I'd just given that venerate to.
0: Calling a code indicates a state of emergency. It means a patient has gone into cardiopulmonary arrest.
1: You just hear it, at at that time, you just hear it as an overhead announcement. And then um, a code team, you know, runs to the room.
0: The girl he'd just given the drug to was arresting.
1: I don't vividly remember that part of the deal, but I would... I kind of remember going to the room, um, standing by the door and watching what was going on. At that point, a medical student didn't really have a significant role once that was happening.
0: She was dying. And all he could do was watch.
1: I completely felt like I had given the order for this medication that killed this kid. and. Why it's significant is that I didn't tell anybody that for over a decade because I was afraid to tell anybody that I might have made this error. And I didn't have anybody to ask that I trusted, and I was afraid of the answer.
0: Dr. Glass says that feeling of isolation was completely normal.
1: It was a very different time. There really was no focus at all on students' self-care. We basically were trained to deal with everything by putting it in a box and ignoring it. So if there was you know, something you were concerned about, you just put it in a box in your mind. Right? And then you just ignored that box for however long you could. And we did that with everything. And one of the issues with burnout of current physicians, who are my era, a little bit younger, that kind of deal, is that that's the way we dealt with everything. And then you run into problems when you start unpacking all of those boxes. And so you've got all this stuff kind of boxed away in these separate areas, and you just basically don't deal with it until you have to, and then sometimes it all unpacks at once.
0: And that order he gave as a medical student He found out years later, the medication didn't have anything to do with that patient's death.
1: When I ultimately figured out I hadn't killed the kid, it was because I learned that it was totally fine to give that medicine IV. This particular medication was given to kids IV all the time. And so like there was nothing about it that would have actually killed this kid. I mean, the kid died from aspiration. And um, so ultimately, I learned that somewhere somewhere. And it was all of a sudden I realized, oh, you didn't really kill that kid.
0: But even with that knowledge, the fact that things happened the way they did still bothers him.
1: Well, it's wrong on so many levels. You know, it's wrong that if it really was incorrect to give that medication, somebody should have known about it to prevent it from happening again. But also that I had nobody that I could share that with.
0: Things have changed a lot since then, but it's still not easy. At every stage of their education, medical students and young doctors face difficult decisions.
1: It's tough as a student. I mean, even in a culture that focuses on patient safety and everybody having a voice, being a medical student um, is a fairly feels like a fairly disempowered position. And it's tough to know how to bring up issues where you think the attending potentially made a mistake or should have done something differently or even not the attending, you know, your resident or intern or people who are responsible for your success or at least your grade.
0: Dr. Glass hopes that, as an educator, he can help students feel more comfortable facing those challenges.
1: I think it's quite obvious to students that I'm an imperfect person and i think that when faculty don't come off as perfect to students it makes them more approachable and so that if a student actually was in a situation where something didn't go right they might be more comfortable sharing that
0: at one point or another every doctor is going to find themselves in a situation where things go wrong but in a culture where people are given space to speak up and be heard those moments will be fewer and farther between and when they do happen It's vital that everyone has someone to talk to, someone, perhaps, like Dr. Glass. Clinical Impressions is produced by me, Craig Pearson, at Washington University School of Medicine.